Okay, um, we are here in observatory. Uh, it is probably, what's the time now? 12, half past 11. Um, and I'm sitting here with a friend of mine, Ash. And we, the last time we spoke, we spoke about fatherhood. He was just becoming a father. Um, um, Adassa is in the world now, his little daughter. Um, she's such a joy. Um, but we are basically, this podcast is based on um, men and their mothers. Um, so we're talking about mothers in our lives and how they've shaped us in terms of who we are today. Um, I know exactly my mother was a tyrant, but I loved it to bits. Um, so we're scratching into that little thing of how were we shaped by our mothers? Um, was it the good influence? And what, would it, what, what did we learn from that? So I'm interviewing Ashley here today. Um, looking forward to hearing what you have to say. But just... So background on yourself and how's it being a, a father? Hey guys, um, uh, so my name is Ashley. Um, I'm basically, yeah, I'm a, oh, I'm not thinking of my age now. <laughs> I'm a 32-year-old male, um, born and bred in Cape Town, um, from the township Langa. Uh, come from a back, I come from a family of, uh, yeah, when it comes to families, I come from a family of immediate uh, three sisters and the only only boy. Um, but I've got extended family. I've got extra families, um, which we then all together become nine. Um, but yeah, no. Um, so I just became a dad. Um, and the last time Ellen said, last time we spoke, I was just starting and... Yes, there there has been a um, few changes since then. Um, we'll get back into that a bit later. But yeah, that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Um, so that's great. Um, then we're gonna we're gonna go straight into it. We're gonna dive into the deep end. Are you ready for this? Bring it, man. Bring it. <laughs> okay, cool. So, what was your life? So you said Langa. You grew up there. What was your life growing up? Um, and and what was it like looking at your mom? Because we all know as kids, we don't learn by what people say necessarily, but we learn about how people, what they do. And so tell us a little bit about growing up around your mom, um, what, who she is, how you found her to be um, growing up. Yeah, um, so, I, so my dad is Kosa. And my mom is is Afrikaans, so she's coloured. Um, so from the backgrounds of uh, my mom's side, getting to know her as we're growing up, we we, can, we tend to see the world through our parents. But um, the stories that she told us of where um, where she comes from, um, and how she she ended up. Also, my mom is from. It was born in Hunt Bay, grew up in Mossel Bay. Um, and yeah, I moved into to Langa uh, with my dad and stuff. Um, and so, uh, having her around and watching her, um, and observing the world through her eyes and how she brought us up in a foreign world, um, was was quite a roller coaster. Um, number one, there was there was a huge language barrier um, within within the community. Um, growing up in school. It was tough um, because um, I basically look at me. If you, those who know me, I look literally just like another black person. 
um, but then you, you you find that I speak Afrikaans and and I tell people like I'm half Afrikaans and it's hard to believe that, and so those are type of things I think um, I I tend to to when I grew up I, I started getting irritated with with the fact that I come from mixed backgrounds and and I got angry with my, towards my mom for that, um, and yeah so it's uh, it was a bit tricky you know um, having to to embrace my mom's side in a, in a world that that was quite in a way foreign um but we we grew up in a very close community and so as everyone who knows in, in the black community you know we 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 together and so uh, my mom was really embraced by by the entire community and so that shaped how she then raised us it raised me actually um with the children that she she could trust the community and so language barrier became very um not the dominant factor for us um more of a, a cultural thing and so yeah yeah okay cool so so that's that's quite a good insight in terms of like because environment shapes a lot as well so i feel like it takes a community to raise a child and i think some somehow that's quite true to be honest because parents can only do so much or know so much or overlook so much and then um so so just in terms of like um her, her characters um i are you do you think that you do you f- think that her characters were showing you things on how to operate in in in, in the life in like how to treat other people how to deal with other people um what what conflict looked like um i i did you see anything like that absolutely man like every day like to be honest from the time we wake up i'm i'm i'm, I'm talking about every time she should wake us up every morning to go to school to make sure we go to school um, which showed um, dedication to education. So my mom, as well, like many other parents who were born in the 80s, um, not 80s, my mom was born earlier than that, yeah. um, she she made sure that we, we went to school, which showed that committed, even though the school was predominantly closer um, speaking, um, she still sent us to school church. She went, we went to the local churches. Um, and so I think her dedication for us to be shaped um, and, and pushing us to, to, to excel in, in opportunity um, where there was, to be honest, at the time was very lacking. Um, this is like post-apartheid. And so my mom constantly made sure that we, we didn't miss out on fundamentals. Um, and so, yeah, so character-wise, she was, she's a high-spirited person. So... Um, meaning that she's very, um, what you call it, very animated when it comes to to life. Um, very laughing, very talkative. Um, very, she loves being around people, and 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 that's what I took from her is that the love for people. Awesome. So, that's that's amazing, and I and I've met her before, um, and she is a it's such a joy to be around. She's um, she's a deep thinker, and as I know as as well, he. He's also a deep thinker, and he and he really analyzes things in terms of you know life lessons and and where he's heading in life and those sort of things, and especially because he has a family, which means there's a leadership thing involved with being a, a man of a household. Um, so, 
we we want to get down to a little bit of vulnerability just just we we don't need to go too deep um and i think and i think the vulnerability side side of of us growing up and being and being respectful to our mothers being respectful respectful to how we got brought up um and still know that there was such, such deep vulnerabilities and i think we go through all of this as men where there's such deep vulnerabilities and and sometimes often we don't have a space any space to actually talk about it and analyze with other men and say in terms of like yo did you go through the same sort of process and just to bounce ideas off one another and i think sometimes that's what me and astley do just a little bit of a sort inside of us is that when we meet um often sometimes we meet on a thursday and we go to stones or whatever we talk about things that sometimes really opens our eyes even to till today um sometimes we we reflect on certain things and we go wow shit like that is so true um so vulnerability wise what what did you what do you think was the lesson in terms of when it came to your mom and you having to be vulnerable around her yeah sure um I, I can literally as you were speaking now I, I literally can recall moments uh, growing up um, with my mom in in a state of despair um, because I she's she's faced a, she's faced storms man um, and so even from she constantly repeated her story to us um, almost like to give us insight as of her pain mm-hmm. and 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 made sure that we 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 understood um when she when she fails us in life where that came from um not to judge her harshly too harshly um but understand um the moments where i found her crying and i was still young i'm crying and she'll have a deep conversation with me um and moments where in my girl growing up she constantly didn't she she used every opportunity to to ground us you know to to sit down and say hey remember this remember one day when you and those are the those are the the key moments for me when she said to me one day when you have a wife one day when you have children one day when you have a job one day and yeah. and she never stopped and 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 that to me shaped me that, that was, those are moments where the one day is when you have this i try to remember and it's almost like it rooted me for one day when I leave the nest to start my own life is to remember where I come from and to remember the principle of who I of of who I am and how I was shaped. And so and so those those are the moments I think for me um, that I can recall. Yeah, yeah. I I love that when you say it's like she always repeated those things, which meant they always sticked in your head. And then there's a little thing that someone used to say a quote. Guy always used to say, "Hey, what do you think about?" So he kept on repeating this to his to his son. Say, "Hey, what are you thinking about?" Because you become what you think about. You become what you think about. And at some point, he would catch his son off guard, just sitting there, and he would ask him, "What are you thinking about?" And he says, "Oh, nothing." And then his father would say, "Oh, so you're going to become nothing in life?" Um, and so, so that's quite funny when people repeat certain things to you. It sticks with you, um, and and so that's quite important. And I love that in terms of how your mom did that um your your relationship to 
with your mom towards your father what what did you what could you see and take away in terms of how she treated your father in terms of how you look at how women treat you you know i don't know if if that makes sense um yeah, so a little bit of, of, of background, you know, which is not about fatherhood, but a little bit of background of, of, of uh, my father. He, he, was, he wasn't much of a speaker, like he didn't talk much. Um, so he was a, an actioneer, you know, he, he, he did stuff and it's up to you what you do with it. Um, and so, so my, my mom, um, when it came to my father, it was a hard one. Um, because she, I don't know how to explain it. I guess she, my mom kind of comp, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? She, she made up for where my dad was lacking. Um, but at the same time, it came to a point where she felt like, uh, uh-uh, my dad could do more. She, he must do more. So back in then, everything was, 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 uh, a must. And so, it didn't sit well with my dad, and so there's, there's there were always fights, or always um, like like physical fights, verbal fights, um, and so that that's how I think the relationship with my with between the two of them was always been. I think way before we came into into the world. How, um, but I think for her, what I took from her and how she treated my dad was that it was dedication. It was it was. Um, persistence you know like as much as she's in a relationship that she felt for her at the time that it it was a bit toxic and things that were not going well she still knew that this is the man that she wants to be with and this is the man that's going to be the father of my children and so um and she found she fought for joy and happiness and we did we had moments of joy and happiness in our family um, but it was very brief. It wasn't like a typical family that you'd see in, in TV, but it was very brief. And those brief moments could be like on a weekend or, or one Saturday where we spend as a family. Um, but then after that, when it's over, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> and and yeah. so and so, I think we all understood our roles. And that's why my mom, I think she understood my dad's role and she understood her role in, in this unit of a family. Yeah, uh, that's cool, man. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, it's like... Um repeating um as i said in terms of like brief moments is where um is where you um 20 people can tell you you're doing good and then two people can tell you you're doing bad at something and you'll remember the two people so happy i happiness is kind of a fleeting thing um but you also hold on to that moment because it's it's truth and you realize that it's very rare so it's precious um so in terms of your mother when i just want to go back into this when she when she would so you said there was verbal fights you said there was physical fights when she would go into a spiral of emotions um and and be how she did it how did you look at it in terms of emotional regulation like was it a point where she could have an argument and stop and then everything would go well or was it the point where the argument was continue into a physical fight, and then how would that settle itself down? Um, yeah, so this is where we 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 go into a um, 
a cultural difference um and and i think where my mom left she ran away from home um she left her where she was living with her mom and she was raised by her grand which is pretty much most of the stories um of women back then um but i think when it came to stability which what she had was like a stable father and she had children um there were moments where disagreements would come up and and we've had to sit down with her and because my mom is very verbal like she was like sure she never holds back i mean it, yes um culturally we know like within the color community you know it, those are the type of of, of women that we know that yeah. you know the unstoppables like a force of nature um and that was with my mom and and would see this as kids as children how it will start you know from mm-hmm. the time like it will build up and and we know my mom is not in a good state and my dad would walk in the room and she would just like start doing things that knows that it will like really stir yeah stir the pot and typically that would build up into either my dad walking out or if he feels he's being cornered um react physically and and there's always mess like there's always like a mess left after a fight like that um and my dad was a strong man um and so we'd we'd have this pre-amped conversation where we say to my mom, like he's like especially my older sisters, they'll sit down and, and tell her, listen, don't stop doing this, stop saying these things, and mm-hmm. and we know when we in a heat, when we in a heat of a moment, we don't like to be told what to do. Yeah. yeah and 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 so, and I think it it became a cycle for her. It became like a thing, like you don't tell me, you know, in Afrikaans, it says I say nifomaini. And 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 it's true that like there's 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 a there's a power behind that when someone says that it means that it's a, it's you can't yeah yeah and it was a sad one to be honest like as a man to be to be seeing this um, because it came down to having to uh, just not to be graphical in a sense but like to have to clean up the mess um, where there was blood everywhere or whatever you know. Uh, she just couldn't move anymore for a couple of days, and so we, as kids, would move around her and nurse her and nurture, you know, being be, help her back to to health and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and that that was basically those sad moments for me. Yeah. Um, having to see that, well, that was like a constant. Like it would start somewhere and it ended typically the same way. Wow. Man, what what challenges? Um, so. It must have been really difficult for you to have, because what I know about you is that you respect your father in a sense for who he was and how he managed to do things in his own way and his own right, um, but also love your mom completely with your whole heart. So it must have been hard to to kind of, between the two, always trying to figure out which one is right and and who do you need to come to the aid too because as a kid you always you trying to figure out which side do I go to because at the moment I'm so stuck between having the utmost respect for my father and who he is but and and loving him but also being full-heartedly loving my mom and and not wanting to see her get hurt because I think ultimately as men we don't want to see our females get hurt or our, our mothers or our sisters wherever that those those are so what was that like I think for me, like uh, as you were talking, 
I know most kids would like would find a space where they'll have to choose a side and I think with me I could, it'll be weird to say this but like I could not afford that I don't know if that makes yeah. sense I, c- I couldn't afford to choose sides yeah. yeah Um. I mean there were questions of you know when they talk about in marriage like divorce was, is number one where it's like just divorce him and then leave him and, and and I think with my mom she understood the fact that I'm in this relationship for my kids and and the the man that she married is for the kids, and I think that was the what what held them together was the children, okay. um and so and so when things didn't work out, it's when I think understanding it now as as an older as I'm growing older and looking it back at it, it was actually when my mom was looking out for herself, mm. when she was looking out for her. Um, I think that's when things started spiraling because then what happens is it's saying to the person that is your partner at this time, take care of me. And his priorities was, was not because of the nature of um, where my mom was. I think alcohol was a dominant thing in, in the 90s. It was like a huge family breakdowns. Um, and so both of them had alcoholic problems. Uh, but it's just how they dealt with that. Um, in the in the in the aftermath, I think my mom being vocal and verbal, mm-hmm. she would, she would be very expressive about her drunkenness and and exposing a lot of stuff that my dad wasn't ready to deal with, and so in that in that sense, I saw my dad try when 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 my dad reacted, yeah. it was a, a reaction out of pain, his own personal pain, yeah. big and so and so I could not I could not hold that against him. But as well with my mom being expressive and saying hurtful things but out of her own personal pain. And so now, (laughs) as a child, watching both of them hurting each other but hurting um, personally personally, and don't know what to do with that pain. Um, And and so so that's what I, I, I find myself, I could not really afford to choose. I didn't want to actually. I think as growing up, I did not want to choose because as flawed as they were, they were my parents, and they were per- and they were great at it yeah. in the capacity that they were able to. Yeah, oh, brilliantly said. In the capacity that they were able to, um, and I think we we overlook that sometimes. It's like some parents only have the capacity to do certain things, which means you can't blame them. Which means they're trying to do the best that they can, um, and remains it means that you have to observe and learn the best lessons that you can from it, and try and become the better version of. Who you want to be in life, you know. Um, so, so I think those are extreme challenges, and I'm and I'm so respectful for to you for your life. As really, I really am respectful for you, and I and I can almost get emotional because I can because I can reflect on my life as well. And as we're sitting here as as older men, uh, navigating our own way and and having our own families now, or trying to start our own families, it's it's very difficult because at the same time there's so much you want to teach and there's so much you want to help them understand of where you've come from but they're also living you've got to navigate them to live their own lives as well um so i'm so respectful for you for that and and just having this capacity to talk about these things because again it's a bit of a vulnerability and and men in this day and age are told almost kind of doomed not to talk about these things you know and hence why we say when we come to personal pain how do we deal with that when someone's pushing buttons so that we don't reflect our pain on them but go internally and say, oh, shit, like that was really 
hurtful, but this is why it was, you know. Um, so I want to go into a bit of, and this question is for me quite important as well. So if you were to go back, would you change anything? Would you not change anything? Um, and if you did want to change something, what would you change about the, your upbringing? Yeah, I've thought about that very much. Um, do you know, like, growing up, you know, like, I we, we grew up poor. And watching other kids have opportunity, watching other kids have the latest clothes and, you know, come from great homes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I think observing that and... and um, it, I think observing that and re- and actually seeing my reality, mm. um, I think, yeah. So I think in those moments, um, I learned at a very young age. I guess what I'm trying to say here is that I've learned at a very young age to live without regret. Um, and by saying that, it's it's not saying that I do not resent. Um, a lot of my of what happened to me at the young age and resent a lot of I mean we all have those moments in like you you you, you want to go back to the bully that bullied you when you were young you want to go back to the and and those are type of things but then that those moments would be you wouldn't be who you are today if if you went back and and did that and I think for me I actually know if I'm honest with myself I, I there's nothing um, I regret if I want to change, no, there, there isn't because I, I've learned to grow out of my pain. Yeah. I've learned to grow out of it. Um, and I've seen some pains are deeper than others. And some, some pains, I still carry them with me, but they do not define. Yeah. They do not define me in a 100%. sense. 100%. Um, and then, so that's really interesting. And, and, I, and I respect that so fully, like not regretting anything absorbing everything learning from it because that's what life is ultimately about if you could give one piece of advice to your younger self if you can go back in time as as you are now what would that one piece of advice be so he can navigate his way um i think for younger self it would be love yourself more appreciate yourself more um in saying that because i think i grew up like I said, like I love people, and I gave my, I constantly gave of myself to other people, and that's that's where the joy was, and that's where like, yeah. um, and and I think that would be my advice is like to 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 love, spend enough time with yourself and love yeah. yourself more, um, before you you go out there and 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 loving other people. Mm-hmm. Let's continue the loving other people, but I think you do owe it to yourself as well to to love yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 100%. No, that's a, that's absolutely true, and I and I attest to that because again, it's going self love first, and then um, filling your cup up so that it can overflow in a, in a good sense to others. Um, and I've definitely felt the love from you um, <laughs> and our friendship. Um, and then going like into a highlight moments, uh, what would be the best way to sow? What was the best way? I guess this is the question. What was the best way you sowed love? to your mom back then when challenges were so tough and so intense and what is the best way now and at this time having a family having a daughter what is the best way you're trying to show your mom love now because she's also in the old age now where she's gravitating towards family even more um yeah 
Okay. Um, the first one was the the only time I felt I was able, capable, um, to give back to my mom was the day I graduated, um, matric, um, and she was there, and I I do not recall any of those moments like in school because every report that I brought back in school it, I, I lacked something and so it doesn't feel, it didn't feel appropriate mm. and I think when I graduated and that moment of watching her um, being proud of me um, I was able to give back um, to show her the second was um, the second one was when I got married mm. um, which meant for me it was a milestone in our history of our family um, that we were able, I I guess in the whole line of, of our family was the first mm-hmm. to to fully you know be be in marriage um, and so that was honourable towards my mom and she, in, in basically saying to her the words of wisdom that she's given to me month this is the result and the fruit of it the second yeah. the third one was then generational which was now I'm a father mm-hmm. um, giving back as one saying to her hey again those words of wisdom remember when you said to me one day and so this is that one day and so um building that bridge for her to to get to know my daughter and 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 bless her for that Mm. um and so yeah and so those are i think the three highlights and there could be more i don't know but those are the ones that i can pick off my brain that i feel like i've i can take it off my my thingy yeah Oh man, okay. So, so those are really important stuff, as you can hear. It's like it's just, yeah. It really hits down to the core of of humanity and 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 sons and mothers and men and mothers. Um, it, the 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 willingness to protect and care for. I think that's instilled within us, and it can never be switched off. Um, and so we continue as older as we grow and as older as they get and we see their vulnerabilities almost like you with the older you get the more you go back to your kid your innocence you know and I think looking at your mom going older now she's almost going back to her innocence where she's like she's so calm she's so relaxed she really listens now to what family has to say um, and she really respects that with all her heart and, and she's just a wonderful lady really is um, um, so just kind of ending off in the terms of um, you know there'll be way more series coming so guys tune in and, and really listen to stuff that's being said I I again I sitting here with Ashley knowing more things and I just want to keep on asking him questions and because this can go on for ages and ages but what has been told has been gold. So re-listen um, and yeah, and go and go and ask questions. Um, uh, me and Ashley are going to have at some point uh, basically a, a guy meetup where we can sit down with a few other guys and also brainstorm and those sort of things. So we're looking forward to that and tuning in. You guys can tune in as well. Um, so yeah, words of wisdom for, for, for kids maybe back then being your age what would you say to them how yeah what would you give in terms of like where you how far you've come now yeah i'd say to them do not take anything for granted um don't take um anyone for granted and number one don't take yourself for granted i think 
um use the space that you find yourself in to grow every opportunity to grow um and and be surround yourself with 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 wise people as well people who've who've um lived um beyond the years and learn from them as much as you can never neglect i guess what i'm trying to say um because at the end of the day we all been there in in our loneliness where we we tend to want to call that one person and say to them hey um i'm not doing so you know i'm Mm -hmm. not and i think surround yourself with people who have who come in and, and say hey dude um, let's hang out. Let's go out and, and do stuff. So that would be my words of advice to them: um, is that surround yourself with people who's going to shape you mm-hmm. to be a better version of yourself. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and continue doing that. Um, they don't necessarily be people that you grew up with, mm-hmm. but you, it it could be because I, I find like in life that there are other people who are walking a lot, walking the same walk as you. Yeah. Um, it's just a matter of you so, taking. Uh, taking a look to your left and okay. taking to to your right mm-hmm. and just saying hey how you my name is you know um and so yeah um you'd be surprised i think I've, that's one of the things i've, I've learned in life is that surprises they come in uh, yeah. you know small big yeah big packages or small packages, small packages. <laughs> yeah. um and yeah. so yeah so just use every opportunity and space that you're in to grow and better yourself awesome, um, awesome man thank you so much that was very much appreciated so yeah, I feel like it's just it's just uh, a unique point to be at where um, to everything matters. Everything matters. Who you talk to, everything matters. How you treat yourself, everything matters. And I think just having that in mind um, and making a, a small plan for yourself in terms of where you want to go because I think that's such a powerful force if you have a structural plan in terms of where do you see yourself? Do you see yourself with a family? Do you see yourself... Um, you know, owning a car, whatever the case may be, have a plan because I think, as Errol Stottle said, that no wind is favorable if a man doesn't have a plan. You know, and so have a plan and and wind, and you will be sown into the directions in terms of where surprises will be. So thank you guys for listening. We appreciate this. I, as I said, there's going to be so much more. Stay tuned. Um, cool. Cheers, man. What do you want to say? No, thank you so much, guys. Um, until next time. Oh, wait. Next level. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs>